You know what, Sam? What? I'm going to keep saying it until they get it. We need a goalie. Yes, we do. Coming to you from the heart of Kane's country, this is the Kaniac Report. Your number one source for everything Carolina Hurricanes, hot takes, predictions, game analysis, and NHL news. And now your hosts, Sam Wallace and Sam Driscoll. All right, we're back with another episode of the Kaniac Reports. And yes, Sam, we definitely need a goalie. Uh, It was unfortunate about that Islanders game. Uh, That's a game you should win. Carolina played. And look, I I really don't have an overall problem with how the Hurricanes played. I thought they played really well. And I just feel like Kochekov should have stopped at least three three of those goals. Yes, three. And uh, (laughs) we'll get to that game. Uh, But first things first, uh, podcast news. We have a great deal going on. We have a sponsor with SeatGeek. And if you're a person that's kind of tight on your budget, well, guess what? We've solved that problem. Uh, first, um, your first time purchase for SeatGeek. If you want any seats for hurricane games or um, just entertainment at PNC itself. Um, we have a promo code, Kaniac Reports, all one word. You get 20% off. Sam, that is a great deal. I think everybody should do it if you haven't done it yet. And we're and it's a great deal. That's all I'm gonna say. You should do it. Yes. Always good. Yes. Like, look, everyone likes to save money. Go save money. New Year's is coming around. There's probably an event going on that SeatGeek has. Go get yourself some discounted tickets and enjoy New Year's. Yes, definitely. Um, the next piece of news, uh, Sam, we are recording this on a Wednesday night. We usually do this on a Thursday night, uh, but uh, there's a lot of uncertainty with uh, Thursday nights. Uh, and yes, the game, the Montreal game is a factor, but um, basically is we're recording most of this, especially this part right now as I'm speaking, Wednesday nights. Um, at the end of the Nashville recap game, I will let you guys know if we will be able to recap the Montreal game. If we can, if we can't, then it'll just be on the next episode. I'm just going to be honest with you on this. I don't know if we're going to answer that game or not, but uh, there's just a lot of uncertainty right now about uh, our plans Thursday, so that's just where, where we are at. And listen, I mean, that's... Honestly, having the Montreal game on the next episode, I mean, get to cover two two games. So we might have it on the next episode. Yeah, gives us something more to talk about the next time. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but I, we'll, we'll let you know, obviously, after the end of the Nashville recap. And Sam, now we're going to get into some NHL news. There wasn't really anything, but by the time you're listening to this, the roster freeze is ex- is up, basically. There is no more roster freeze for a while. Go get a goalie. I think, you know, as I am hearing this through my headphones, I I really heard you loud and clear. Let me say it loud enough for Don Waddell. Go get a goalie. Okay, I might need to uh, lower the volume in that area (laughs) while editing this. But, yes, I agree. They really do need a goalie. Um, Kachekov was not good during that. I Pick one. Game. Scott Darling. I don't care. Go get one. <laughs> Beggars can't be choosers. No, just go get one. What did Adam go? Look, nothing I'm going to tell you today in general is going to be, because we're at the, uh, we're finishing up 2023. 
going into the what a lot of people call the second half of the year, everyone knows Adam Gold big uh, can help us with our podcast on a regular basis. He comes on friend of the pod. Everything he really said this last episode was one hundred percent correct. Nothing, especially with the management side. Absolutely, because I've been I'm more critical about management than about the coach. If we miss the playoffs. I am. And I think that's a fair, and I think there's a fair argument to be had. Now, I'm on the side of, I'm going to put a little bit on both. But yes, management deserves, I think, the brunt of the blame. <laughs> and I would fire Don Waddell if you miss the playoffs. Just that simple. You fire him, and then the owner needs to be very clear that whoever comes in gets to run the team, not Tom Dundon. Dundon needs to take his hands off of it because he's starting to mess things up a little bit. Look, Adam Gold is right. You need a goalie. And I would trade. For Jack Campbell, he can't be that bad. If you can get Edmonton to retain, or if you can move Orlov's salary and swap salaries for Campbell for Orlov, I'm okay with that. But it's to the point where you need a goalie. Yes. And let's just get into the Hurricanes news, Sam. Obviously, the big thing is Ron Antiaranta gets called up. Um, he, has, he had a 1-0-1 and start in Chicago. Sam... 875 save percentage in Chicago. And I'm, I'm just going to say this. I think there are two sides to this. I think there is one side that says he should not have been called up. Not have been called up at all. The other side is he should be because not because he's great, but because I don't want to see Peretz play. And it seems like those people are also saying, I don't want another Jack LaFontaine experiment. No, I get it. Look. Why did you send him down? Exactly. I. So that's my question. I'm like, okay, so you sent him for two to find his game. He did not find his game. Those numbers aren't good. And then I've seen somewhere some of the goals. I don't, I don't care. Anything below nine is unacceptable at this point for him, right? Because he's been just that bad. Yes. And to be honest, I think if you're struggling in the AHL, I know it's only two games, but if you're struggling, the AHL probably shouldn't be in the NHL. Now he won, and he got points in all of his in all two games, but really sent him down for two games. You took the risk of losing him for free for two games. I mean, why? What's the point? You could have just played Kachetkov, not risked losing the goalie for nothing. I mean, look, his contract's not that bad. It's one and a half million, and that's pretty solid. And if there was a desperate team, they would have picked him up because why not? What do you have to lose? You're waving yourself if it doesn't work out. I think Friedman said uh, Edmonton was considering picking Ronta, which that would have been very interesting if he was picked up. I'm not shocked. I was thinking Edmonton. That won't even lie. That was a team I was thinking could be a possibility for, for Ronta. And when I did hear that, I was like, okay, yeah, I, I, that's kind of what my guess was. So you almost lost him to Edmonton. Granted, it's a West Coast team. Not a big deal. You'll never have to see him again because we played Edmonton twice, I think, already this year. Yes, we did. So my question again is what were you going to do if Edmonton claimed him? You would have had to start Peretz or get off your bums and pick up a goalie. There are teams who will trade it. They couldn't do it because of a roster freeze. Sure, do it now. Now they now they have no excuse. Nope. Pick up pick up the phone. Call Montreal. They're in town. Take one of their goalies. Flop them in net for Montreal. 
you have options to, to make this happen. Uh, Nashville's in town. Saros has been on the block. Granted, Nashville's good, so my guess is he's not on the block anymore. So that's fine. Nashville's been playing well. Um, so Anaheim. So Gibson. here's here's my question when it comes to the goaltending. Are and probably and this is to you and both the fans. Are you at the point to where you just wanted to see another option, or do, are you at the point to where we need a true starter? <laughs> I think you need a true starter. Look, this thing with Freddie Anderson, I mean, I had some conversations on X today about it. I just don't think he comes back. I mean, I, I don't. I don't see a situation where he, where what he has allows him to come back at this point. I don't know if he's willing to risk coming back. Well, regardless, I mean, it's going to be a month, and the Hurricanes should not wait. No, they can't afford to wait. They're too, They're outside of a playoff spot. I mean, I'll pull up the standings now because I think it's important to have this conversation. I think it's more important to have this conversation than to go over anything because it's we're halfway through the year at this point. We're very close to it. We're seven games away from the halfway point of the season. Carolina 17, 13, and 4, 38 points. They are fifth in the Metropolitan Division. They are one point outside of a playoff spot and have a game in hand on Tampa. So they could take the second wild card spot. And guess who Carolina gets to play for the second wild card spot? Uh, is it is either Boston or it's New York? Um, the Rangers. Yeah, the Rangers. You get stuck playing New York. Yeah, I don't want to play New York. Confident. I don't. I don't feel confident. About Not that. when they've got a goalie and we don't. Yeah. So if you squeak in, they have two second goalies. Month, they do have two goalies. Well, yeah, Quick's been playing great in yeah, New he York has. too. I mean, they just haven't been bad. They've only lost a total of nine games. The Rangers have lost. Wow, they are wildly good this season. Good for them. Um, I hate them, but good for them anyway. Good for Peter Laviolette. I, I love the coach. So that's the only <laughs> redeeming value. I think. I, I think check, the Rangers guess, have because I don't really like a lot of the players on the Rangers, but I like Peter Lovellette. So that's the only thing I have. Yeah, and look, I love I love Laviolette. I think he's a great coach. And he's doing what I said he could possibly do in New York. I didn't think they would be this good, but if anyone was going to get anything out of this team and get the most out of this team, it's Peter Laviolette. He gets the most out of every team he's at for the very first season he's there. Always. <laughs> look at every time he's been a coach. Philly, Carolina, Washington. Um, let's see, where else is Laviolette gone? So Carolina, then he went to Philadelphia. Washington. Um, now New York, but I think he was somewhere else after but, Philly. Uh, you're talking about Pierre Laviolette, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it was Carolina. Oh, gosh. Um, I know Philly was pretty close after Carolina. I don't know if because you were I, after that. Because but. I think I remember in 32 Thoughts episode that... <laughs> He's coached like almost every Metro team. Yeah. Metro team. <laughs> Look, um, and he's a good coach. He's a good coach. He won a Stanley Cup with us. He got to the finals. Or is John? Or is that John Tortorella? No, maybe it is Pierre Laviolette. I mean, Laviolette's mate coached Carolina. He coached Washington. He's coached New York, and he's coached Philly. And he's gotten the most out of all of those teams on a regular basis. Got to the Stanley Cup Finals. Won with us. Got to the Stanley Cup Finals with the Philadelphia Flyers. I don't know how far he got with Washington. He did not have a lot to work with, and right now they're the metro. And right now, I think they're even President's Trophy folks. Islanders, Carolina, Philly, Nashville, Washington. I didn't know he coached. I forgot he coached Nashville. Yep. But no matter what he does, 
Peter Lovulet's very successful in that first year, and he's proving that again this year, right? Getting a lot out of it. That's why he he's a great first, like probably he's a good three year coaching option. Then after that, you need to move on because people usually figure him out after that. But he'll he'll get the most out of the New York Rangers, and that's what he's doing right now. Good, for, I mean, good, good for him. He's having a wildly good season. Yes, and now <laughs> to me, here's another question, especially with this call up. Um, would you be willing to play a guy like Peretz over Ronta? I, to I me, I'm in Aaron that Dell. To I me, would, I'm in that I would have signed Aaron Dell. Well, regardless of the Aaron Dell signing, because, I mean, we haven't signed him. I, I would have signed him. I would have too, but if you only had those. Play. What if, well, if you only had those two goals? I'd probably give Peretz a shot against Montreal. I would Montreal's too. not that good, so if you're putting him in a, in a game. I don't put him in tonight, but I'll put him in against Montreal. Yeah, I, I, I would too, and I think this is a complete... And if he doesn't play good, Kochekov's a young dude. Take Kretz out. Don't let him get disheart- You know, don't let him get demolished. Go ahead and throw Kochekov in. But Peretz didn't play bad when he was up here in, in preseason. He played pretty good. So, look, at, right now, management looks kind of silly. That sending him down for two and recalling him, it, it just... It, it, it oh, yeah. makes Trust no me, sense. I, I don't think it makes that much sense either. I think the only thing they did that is because, not because he's been playing great, but because they don't want to see Peretz being in goal. And it, honestly, I'm like, you know what? I, I, I'm i at the camp to where we need to see some other goalie yeah. in action. And yes, I am in that camp. You know why I said Because in all reality, there's just not any full-on starters that are available in this market. There's just yeah. not. And I just think if you have another option and goal, I think that can help. I'm not saying that's the solution, but I think that can help remedy the goaltending pro- dilemma, which is going to be in the name of this episode title, um, that the Hurricanes are in. No, and look, if you want to be a Stanley Cup contender, you got to go out and do what you got to do. And you can't be afraid to mix... To just mix things up. Listen, Arundel is he a full-on starter? No, but at some point you just got, you, you you just need to see some change. Yeah, you, you really do. You can't just keep throwing Ronta out there, knowing that he's going to have probably another bad game. Uh, Kachekov, I think we pretty much seen what he can do, Sam. I think when he's hot, he is on fire, but when he's not hot, he's just terrible. And here you go. Here's some Arundel news. Has he played? Wait, what? Aaron Dell. Remember, he's playing in the Spangler Cup, right? With uh, For Team Canada. Yes, that's right. They have they had a game. Mm-hmm. He faced 30 shots, saved 30. He had a shutout in his first game. Oh, that's going to impress Carolina. At know. least it should. Canada won 4 to nothing. It, it I, Again, when it comes to these this games, Sam, it's not an ultimatum of the performance, but a good indication of where the player is at. So... I think that's a good indicator that Arendelle probably could be in the NHL. And Sam, um, speaking of like, I mean, what what, what, what league is he in again, Arendelle? Uh, it's, it's a Spangler Cup. It's a tournament. So he's playing tournament. for Team Canada. Yes. So Sam, speaking of tournaments, we are also in that season of the World Junior yes. tournaments. And we have a couple of players. One, we have a lot of eyes on. The other, 
whose name is Jacob Vondras. I believe he's playing backup goaltending for the Czech team. He hasn't played a game yet. Um, I don't really expect much from him. But the other player, Sam, Felix Unger Sorum. He's a guy that some people were starting to wonder if he'd make the camp this year. I think he's going to make it next year. You know, he's only, at the time we're recording this, he only played, he only played one game. I think it's for uh, Sweden. And in that one game, a goal and an assist, two points. I mean, I That's think... That's interesting. It's interesting. Played, well, he's been a good hockey player, and I think he's... And he played great in the preseason. I think that's why it took him so long to send him or to, you know, allow him to go back over and play in Europe because that's where he's been playing this year. So, do I think he plays for this team next year? I think there's a good chance. Especially with the contrast situation yeah, that because, this Hurricanes team is in. Because you can let some folks go. Like, if he's playing really, really, really well and you think he can be a top six guy, you can move on from Taravine and not Or Natchez. I think yeah. it's I think it's between those two players. I you think. probably keep Natchez because he's younger, so maybe move on from Tavo. But either way, look at the deadline. This is what Carolina needs to do. They know they got Unger Storm in the wings. Scott Morrow could play next year too. That's a possibility as well. So if you want to move on from some defenseman and give him a shot, that's fine. He's he's just in college, so he can play. Um, so you you there are some things you can take a look at and. One, if Carolina's on the outside looking in, depending on by how much, I think you'd agree it'd be time to sell. Yeah, yeah, it, it could be. It, it all depends where we're at at the trade deadline, though. And my argument is, if you're not firmly in the top three, if you're just teetering on wild card, I think you sell. Because what's the point, right? You just miss, and you don't have any assets to show for it. You're losing all these guys at the end of the year, and you didn't make a move. So, like, if Carolina makes no moves, right? Either I, they have to go all in or they have to sell. There really is no I, I, middle I, ground. I think the worst-case scenario, and even though it's probably the most realistic scenario that this management team will do, um, is doing nothing at this trade deadline. So, at some point, you got to call them cowards. Exactly. Oh, trust me. I, I think that is a good – there's a good argument of uh, being like, does this management team have a plan at all? And look, they didn't I, have I'm a gonna, plan with, with Pesci. I'm speak directly to Tom Dundon here. Look, Mr. Dundon, you want to win. You've said you want to win. You don't want a team that's a loser. Why are you handicapping your management team to be unable to do what is needed for a win? This team can afford – to sacrifice some futures to get better. They do not have to win every trade by a landslide. Yes, we've gotten very used to winning trades. We won the Gostaspair trade. We didn't... There was nothing lost in the... We won the Scott Darling trade. No, we didn't, but that wasn't this management team. Uh, Oh, well, when we got Reimer. Yeah, 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 we won Scott Darling trade when we got James Reimer. We won the Nino Niederreiter trade. I think that was one of... um, Oh, that was an amazing trade. Waddell's first moves. Trocek. Trocek was great. Shea was great. This team can take advantage of other teams in cap-strap situations. But now they can't do that. But now we're trying to win. So, yeah, you're going to have to pay a little bit for a player like a Timo Meyer, like New Jersey did. New Jersey's in the same spot we are because they also have goaltending problems. And defensive problems because their best defenseman, Dougie Hamilton, is out for a long, long time. And I keep hearing New Jersey fans, Meyer hasn't really been the same since his San Jose Well, he's days. hurt. Well, he's hurt. Meyer's hurt. Um, from my understanding, just what I've been seeing along, along things is that the rumor is he is injured. 
Yeah, he could be. And playing hurt. Either way, you have to be willing to take that chance, right? You can't not take a chance. Sometimes you get burned. I think Brent Burns' trade isn't really panning out. He had a good season, but he's not playing well this year. Well, I think what we gave up, I mean, McIniemi, I don't know if he's going to be an NHL goalie. I'm not saying we lost the trade, but right now that trade isn't exactly fantastic because, again, Burns had a singular good season and we didn't win a Stanley Cup. But you still made the trade for a good defenseman who helped you that season. Yes, and it, it falls under the M.O. of being like, we're going to take advantage of this team because they're cap trap. San Jose definitely yeah. was. So take a lesson from Kyle Dubas. It's not working in Pittsburgh, but they're going for it because they know they have to, right? With Crosby, Malkin, Latang as your last couple seasons, you got to go for it. Yes, and you take a chance. And sometimes they're in a worse position than we are. Yeah, and sometimes it doesn't work. It's okay. Sometimes it does, but the answer wasn't signing Orlov to an almost eight million dollar contract. That's not working out at all. Look, if you're going to pay him that, stick him up with Slavin, but stop, stop playing around with putting him on the third pair. I was baffled by the Orlov signing from the start. I guess the only thing I could say that maybe I lean towards disagreeing with Adam Gold on, but I also kind of understand it, bunting. Is, is bunting. Yes. Uh, yes. I, that's, that's why I told my dad. I was like, listen, I think he might be a little bit harsh on bunting because he's putting up points. Being I, good offensively, he could be better defensively, though. I don't like the utilization of bunting for the most part, but I think Carolina's in a situation where I think bunting's been fine. I think that contract will pan out. I think the Orlov contract, and if you're not going to put him on top, I don't understand. So Carolina is in a is in a situation now where management, Don Waddell, Eric Tolsky. If I'm Tom Dundon, I'm like, you guys need to do something, right? If Tom Dundon claims he wants to win, he wants to win. That is what he said when he bought this team. He wants to win. You want to win a Stanley Cup? Sometimes you got to make a bad deal. It's okay. Look well, what Carolina did when they not, won the Stanley Cup. It's not so much a bad deal. It's that you have to actually go for it. And Jim Rutherford <laughs> did at the 06 deadline by acquiring Doug Waite. And Mark Recchi. And Mark Recchi, yes. Yeah, he got some players that are good. And they helped the team. Doug Waite was fantastic. So was Mark Recchi. I mean... And then he also talked about some other trades. I think... Um, in his podcast, too, he just recently did. A couple defensemen, right? Carolina moved out Sandus Ogilans, and I think they brought in, was it Aaron Ward and Kevin Adams? Yes. So, I mean, Jim Rutherford's was looking Ozilinch, pretty good. <laughs> yeah, well, was, was Ozilinch the better player, the more offensively gifted guy? Yeah. They brought in what was needed. Sometimes you have to send out better in order to fill a need. Right, I would move Marty Natchez if it meant filling a need. And right now, that needs goaltending. So if it meant Gibson, if it meant Soros, if it meant Markstrom, maybe Markstrom. I'm asking for a little something else back, but I think you got to do it because Carolina right now, with just their roster makeup, they're not going to outscore you five to four. They want to do the they want to do those two to one, three to two games, which you can't do. If you don't have goaltending, because right now they're forced into a style that I don't think suits their game. Yes, I with agree. With how Rod wants to play. And look, I, I have my disagreements with Rod's style. But either way, whether it's a style I would like to see them play, which is more of that transition style hockey game, 
you can't play that game if you don't have a goalie on the back end who's going to get you a save every now and then. Yes, definitely. And to be honest, I was actually thinking of this. Um, I think at this point, I'd be willing to do this. Um, hey, you've been look indecisive about the whole Brad Pesci thing. I think the fans will be just fine, Sam, if you trade a Brad Pesci for a goaltender. I don't I'd think do you have it. a choice. I do it. I don't care who the goaltender it is. If it's it it it, it I, now Brad Pesci, I do think he has pretty good value. Sure, so go get you could probably get maybe like maybe a Markstrom or a Soros. Now, obviously, Nashville would have I to fall really done for homework on the whole cap thing on that. But these are ideas. And there are options again. Montreal's got three goalies. I think Merzlikens have heard mentioned batted around. Columbus isn't very I good. I wouldn't mind Merzlikens. <laughs> I'm okay with Mrazek. I mean, there are. I'd teams... love to see see the phrase Elvis is in the building. Look, I, I like Morazic. I know some people kind of balk at that, but I, I like Peter Morazic, and I think he plays well in our system. He was never bad for us. I don't think his numbers were bad. He won a lot. He did very, very well. So I'm okay with a Peter Morazic. I'm okay with Alex Nadelkovich. I don't care. Go get a goalie. Yeah. Pittsburgh. If Pittsburgh's in a bad situation, what do you want for Alex Nadelkovich? He played well here. He had really good numbers here. He was rookie, almost rookie of the year. He I was hated, a nominee. I hated that trade. It was never a trade I was a fan of. And then everyone was like, oh, well, look how bad he is in Detroit. I think I may have even been one of them. What I forgot to think about, oh, Detroit's pretty bad. Yeah, they are. When he played there, he, they, Detroit was bad. Detroit's now good, and Nedeljkovic would probably be pretty solid in Detroit. But either way, Carolina, they need a goalie. Yes. Or in a spot, they, they have to go get a goalie. I do not care on God's green earth what goalie it is. You want Jack Campbell? Go get Jack Campbell. I don't care. What's the harm? What, what harm is it going to do? Now, if you're bringing in Campbell, you, you probably have to send Orlov the other way because of the cap. But you make some cap space up there, too. And I'm okay with sending Orlov out if it means being bringing in Jack Campbell. It just gives you another alternative. It gives you another option. And that might even give Campbell the confidence it takes to really find his game in Carolina. Yeah, it could. And our style of game is much better than Edmonton's. So when it comes to shot suppression and not allowing a lot of chances, so as long as he can just make quality saves and give us average goaltending, we're fine. And Jack Campbell wasn't bad this preseason, so you know you he can play good hockey. So Campbell, Mrazek, Nedeljkovic, uh, anybody on Montreal. Um, Saros, if he's available, which I doubt Nashville's playing very well. Speaking of, we're going to see. You see Saros as of recording this tonight. Well, yeah, Wednesday night before the Nashville game. <laughs> And speaking of games, Sam, uh, we are now going to be recapping the Islanders game. But before we do, we're going to get to our sponsor. Bet the action on the ice with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code THPN. New customers can get 150 bucks instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on hockey. That's code THPN. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. 
Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boo Hill Casino and Resort, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 23. All rights reserved. Okay, Sam, Islanders game. Boy, this game was uh, entertaining in the fact that it was a very offensive game. Um, A game that, Sam, we just said Carolina just cannot play that game if they have bad goaltending. Um, They win if they have good goaltending. Yes, yes, they actually Score five on the Islanders. You score, sorry, four on the Islanders, you win. I know. Should it, win. It, it really is to me. Right, Penny? We game. should win if we beat the Islanders. If we score four. Which she is yes. Sam's dog. So, yes. yeah. She agrees. Well, Sam, Sebastian Ajo for the Islanders scores first. And before this, Sam, there was a tr- obvious trip. An obvious trip on Svetch. Don't know why the refs didn't call it. I saw one official looking straight at it. It was like, well, I ain't going to do anything. And, um... Islanders get away with it, and Ajo on the Islanders scores moments after. I think you've got two games with pretty poor officiating. The overtime in Pittsburgh I thought was worse. Yeah, and I think that was significantly worse too. But Carolina does find – they claw back. It's not like Carolina didn't score. Carolina scores four goals in this game. Yeah. So it's okay – and I don't really blame that Sebastian Ajo goal on Scott Darling. You mean, um... Sorry. Kachekov. <laughs> sorry. I don't know why I said lot, Scott Darling. There's a lot when you can't differentiate between the two. <laughs> well, he kind of was playing like Scott, Scott Darling. Mm. Um, but that was disappointing. Islanders make it one to nothing. But Sam Taravainen, he scores uh, with a scrum. In front of uh, Sorokin, who played in the net, and Teravainen ties it up. That's great. Carolina fans are happy. It's tied one-to-one. And then you have the Brock Nelson goal. Um, I think this was the goal where I think it was uh, Pierre In- Yeah, it was Pierre Ingvall that kind of screened Kachekov. So I don't really blame Kachekov on that Nelson goal. Horvat goal. He saves it with his pads, and it still goes in. I think that was the one that squeaked in. I don't like that goal. I'm watching it now just so I can be reminded of it. Um, I believe that is the So it was a transition with Barzell over the blue line. Passes it, well, no, passes it over. Then it's a shot. Then, yeah, it's a bad goal. Um, a couple of passes there, and it, it hits Kachekov's, what would be his right pad, and, and into the net. So that's a goal you don't want to allow. Yes. That's one of, I think, three goals yep. Kachekov should have had. But Sam, Carolina has life. Because in the next period, our Sebastian Ajo scores from Bunting and Sveshnikov. And Carolina good was for outstanding him. in that period, too. Yeah, they were great. Really good in that second period. But then you have... I think Mike Riley scoring from Islanders. I thought that was the worst goal yep. in the game I'm that Kachekov had. Yeah, I'm watching that one now, too. So it was another transition. Um, looks like um, Burns just gives the puck away, and then it's a shot. And 
Kachekov sees it all the way. I don't know how he misses that one from the blue line. It wasn't even a hard shot. So I don't no, it one. wasn't. I, like, what, I don't know what he was doing. And it's so frustrating when, I mean, an NH, I think an average NHL goalie would have saved it. And Kachekov couldn't. Now, here's the thing uh, w- with this game. I think we kind of knew Kachekov uh, was going to have a bad game like this because we've seen him had bad games like this before. I think we kind of saw a game like this coming, but I think that just proves our point. You can't just keep riding on him. And I do a little bit feel bad for Kachekov, Sam. I do because I do agree with what Brendan Moore said after that game, the fact that we're riding on him too much. Which proves the point. You need a goalie. So, yeah, and then I, you, I just feel bad a little bit for Kachekov. Well, then you had the Anders legal, and that one was just a, like, make a save. <laughs> like, just that that make was the one save. that went right under yeah. his pad. It's like, that was stick bad on the too. ice, make a save. I think, honestly, I think you could count that and the Mike Riley goal both as one of the worst goals. Kachekov let in. Like, they were just bad. And Steph Nason gives you an opportunity, but when you have 40 shots on goal like Carolina did, your power play was clicking at 50%. They were two, we were 2 for 4. They were 0 for 3. You score two power play goals, you kill off all the other power plays, you win that game. And the Hurricanes were giving me hope, and I thought we tied it. But Natchez... It was the right call. Sees the call pu- it, back. Now, it was the right call, but Natchez, he kicks the puck in. Yes, 100% kicked the bucket. Like, there was a huge kicking motion. I'm just like, yeah, that is going to get called back, and it did. Um, I will give props to the officials there. Um, that was the right call, unfortunately. Now, if somehow they overturned that and said this is a good goal, I am going to be shocked. Yes. But considering our luck with officials, <laughs> yeah, that's going to stand as no goal. But, yeah, Sam... Um, Hurricanes lose 5-4 to four in regulation against a divisional team, which really sucks. Uh, but now we are going to review the Nashville game right now. Wow, Sam, that Nashville game, that was an amazing, amazing game. And uh, first of all, I'm just going to say this. Uh, for the Montreal game, that will be on Monday's episode. It's official. It will be on Monday's episode. Don't worry, we will cover the game. That's the most important thing. But Sam, now we're going to recap the Nashville game. Uh, such a great bounce back and it seems like Carolina really needed that Christmas break. Oh yeah, they needed it. Much needed <clears throat> and they came back and really showed that they're here to to play hard, play well, and hopefully they can carry that in and do that a few more times um, coming up. So if they can turn this into a solid win streak, that'd be great. Get a win tomorrow. Well, what will be tomorrow for us against Montreal? So hopefully they get that win. Yes, hopefully they get it. Um, apparently Montreal is a little bit better on the road than at home. Wonderful. Uh, let's hope, because I do think Ronta is going to be playing against Montreal. Uh, you guys will probably already know by the time you listen to this who played uh, in that against Montreal, uh, but overall, great game. I thought the difference to Sam, to me, was special teams and uh, Kachekov. 
what, what's interesting is that I actually thought Nashville probably maybe had probably a bit of a better game maybe than Carolina because they had lots of chances score on Kachekov. And you know, I'm okay with that because I feel Kachekov plays better when he faces more shots or he can play better when he faces more shots. Some goalies just do better once they get into a rhythm. And I think Kachetkov is one of those goalies who did that, especially tonight. Um, and I want to be very clear. This is in no way of me saying, we don't need a goalie anymore. No, we need, still need a goalie. I mean, yeah, well, they showed Don Waddell with the Hurricanes goaltending coach during the Nashville game. So, to me, I was like, that's interesting. And to me, that my guess there is they probably are having a meeting about goalies. Um, but... Uh, just great game, Sam. The what's also amazing too is your top guys performed. Aho, and maybe that's why they pulled points. Saros. What? Hey, they pulled Saros because there was an in-game trade. <laughs> hey, I wouldn't mind getting. Even though Yusuf Saros did not have a great game, yeah, I mean he had a few good saves, uh, but overall, I mean the team in front of him a little bit collapsed, and Saros probably could have had a couple of those goals. But uh, regardless. I do think Soros is still a very good goalie. Uh, but, yeah, Sam, uh, uh, Carolina on the power play, they were like four for five, I believe, on the power play. Uh, power play, 50% on the power play. They were three for six. Just wow. And Carolina was three for four on the PK. Just amazing. And Sam, Ajo, it gets 500 points of his 501. career. 501- Two and three. <laughs> I know four points. Amazing. Or maybe five hundred four. No, five hundred. Because he got five hundred three. Yep. So good for him. Yes, great for him. Svechnikov got a goal. Good. Happy for him. Yep. And Burns, great game yep. from Burns. Needed that two points. He needed that. Drury, um, he he's been playing amazing for the past several weeks. Uh, what a great revelation at this point. I think, I mean, I wouldn't mind him being our second-line center. Yeah. And KK being third-line. Because KK a, hasn't really been playing up to par. You've got a clear first-line center and a clear fourth-line center and and um, Stahl. Because, again, Stahl line needs to be the fourth line. And then you kind of, it's that second-third line is kind of blended right now because KK hasn't been playing outstanding. He had a great start to the season and he really turned into that number two center and I just hope that comes back. He always seems to kick it into that next gear against Montreal so hopefully this game coming up tomorrow against the Canadians really truly kickstarts him. Yes, he always plays well against Montreal and uh, another thing Sam, I am very happy uh, that and I will give the officiating props on this. Uh, <laughs> They initially called a matching penalty on Svetch, which you looks like you're about to lose it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but the officials, they reviewed it, and they said no penalty at all. So I will give them props. I will give them credit. They did their due diligence there. Yeah, I, I was I was saying some, some pretty bad, bad words, a lot of four-letter words. Yeah, you were. When the for the initial five minute. Don't major. say, please don't say those <laughs> words on uh, this episode. Well, when please. he was called for the five minutes, I was like, "You gotta be kidding me!" There was absolutely nothing there. What kind of idiotic officiating are we gonna get tonight? Just because it's fetched. I mean, come on, man, that was ridiculous. I mean, it never should have even been a thought, but they reviewed it. 
Got the call right. Never should have been a penalty, so. Yes, and last thing, uh, Ryan O'Reilly, um, he gets that second goal for Nashville, Sam. Do you think that's that goal Kachekov could have had, probably? Yeah, I do, but you win the game 5-2, to two, and after that he was solid. So He was. He was really I'm, solid. I'm going to just ignore it and move on. And we got to see Askarov, Nashville. Yeah, he looked really good. Yeah, he, he did look really good. Looked a little shaky with some things, but he's young. He's a rookie. So he still looked very good given the situation having yeah. to come in. But and, and we could have had him in the 2020 draft. He was two picks away from Seth Jarvis. Yeah. But I mean, I'm willing to take Seth Jarvis over. Oh, Scroft. sure. Sure, sure, for sure. So, yeah, uh, that is uh, our recap for the Nashville game. And that is it for this episode. We will see you guys Monday. Thanks for listening to the Kaniac Report. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast so you never miss a future episode. Can't get enough of the Kaniac Report? For more content or to connect with the Sams, check them out on Instagram and Twitter at the Kaniac Report. We'll see you next time.